This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. You're listening to Sports and Corks. I'm Emily. And I'm Emily. So glad to have you back. I'm so happy to be back. You and Colin just held it down last week and it was great. Um, Anyone who didn't listen, you should go back and re-listen. Even though the sports have happened, it's still good to just hear their perspectives on the final four games that were coming up this past weekend and the national championship games. They talked about both the men's and the women's and it was excellent. So do yourself a favor, listen to them. They're super entertaining. Well, thank you. (laughs) Definitely missed you though. It's I feel like it's always the best when the three of us do it together. <laughs> it's very fun when it's the three of us because we can just kind of go bounce off each other. Good, yeah, I feel like we have good back and forth between the three of us. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. So we'll have to bring Colin back soon because we love having Colin on, and I'm sure the folks listening enjoy listening to Colin. Actually, someone I was talking to someone who's like. That guy that goes on every once in a while, I really like listening to him when he talks oh. to y'all. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's very knowledgeable. I feel like we kind of sometimes just, we have a lot of fun with it. And he provides a little bit more of like the yeah. analytics than I care to research. So, <laughs> you know, to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you all talked about college basketball last week, like kind of a, preview of what happened this weekend Mm -hmm. so now we're going to kind of dig into this weekend um some days are better than other days and to be quite honest saturday was a pretty fun college basketball day Mm -hmm. um the baylor houston game you know i watched it with baylor fans they got a little too wild they were a little too excited i see i think uh, my biggest mistake going into monday was not having watched that houston um, oh. game. like I didn't watch any of it I was up at my aunt and uncle's for um Easter and we were just you know visiting and whatnot um and didn't watch any of that and had I watched that I think I would have been set up a lot better for what transpired on Monday night I think that's fair I think fair enough but to be fair towards like Gonzaga I think they would have done the same thing to Houston. Like, it's not that it was just Baylor who could sure. no, work Houston. Yeah, I, I, I agree there. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, it just, I think it really showed how, like, good Baylor really was, especially defensively, being able to shut teams down. Um, I mean, I had watched them plenty earlier this season, but, you know, like, they went on their COVID break, and then they came back, and they were not nearly as good for – a little while and I just I don't know I wasn't really that scared of them and then if I had seen them play on Saturday I probably would have you know expectations probably would have been more tempered for Monday night's championship game uh, but I guess getting ahead of myself um, <laughs> so yeah that game um, was 
blow out essentially um houston yeah. baylor and then gonzaga and ucla i'm Stressful going game. to i'm just going to think of this season as that was the last game <laughs> um because it was so fun that's like i'll always remember that game um it was just great basketball all around ucla was playing amazing um I don't think Gonzaga was playing poorly. I just think they like they were just going shot for shot. Um, UCLA, UCLA really stepped up to the plate, and it was just a super fun college basketball game to watch. And then, obviously, the ending um, in overtime where Jalen Suggs hits a three-point shot, like, I don't know, like 35 feet out? Um, as time expired to win the game in overtime, that was just crazy, and that was... That was just such a fun moment. Um, and it was a good game. What happened on Monday, like, can't take that away. Like, we will no. still have those fun memories and that excitement. Exactly. Like, Gonzaga fans will remember the UCLA game, and hopefully this means that there's, like, it's good for UCLA and the mm-hmm. Pac-12. The, the entire tournament was a good showing for the Pac-12. Um, they exceeded expectations. Meanwhile, the Big Ten, woof. <laughs> <laughs> they had the most number of teams of any conference in the tournament and they just kind of like fumbled it. And meanwhile, like UCLA, I didn't think much about UCLA going into the tournament. You know, mm-hmm. they were, they started in like the first four. And so I'm like, ah, yeah, UCLA is not going to be the team. Like of any of the PAC 12 teams, they're not it. But I feel like-, like they hung in there. Like the thing, even like all the Pac-12 teams that ended up in the tournament, they were all very hot and cold at different points in the yeah. season. Um, way more so than other teams. Um, and so I, I feel like that was kind of why people didn't trust them to go very far. And then it just so happened that they, well, besides, they, they pretty much all did, <laughs> uh, you know, surpass expectations. Absolutely. So they just, you know, those teams got hot again at the right time. And yes, that was a super fun game to watch. Um, we'll definitely always remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe this will encourage people on the East Coast to watch more West Coast basketball. Maybe. I mean, I doubt it, but they're missing out. We can hope. We we can hope and people will still say that, you know, the Blue Bloods on the East Coast are like the most fun to watch, whatever. Like they just need to rewatch that Gonzaga UCLA game. And I didn't realize Bill Walton's been talking about UCLA all season. Yes. <laughs> Sounds about right. He's, yeah. <laughs> He's been pretty amped on UCLA. Love that. I man, Bill Walton. I'm excited for college basketball season again just to hear Bill Walton talk about Pac-12 and WCC teams. Yes. <laughs> always a always a thrill. <laughs> it is. It truly is. Um and so I starting the national championship last mm-hmm. night. I know it wasn't wasn't the best time for you. As the game started, I'm like, man, this game would be so great if Bill Walton was the one commentating it because he would have all the fun facts about both schools. Like he would have so many facts about Gonzaga and Baylor. And he would be like, did you know that Waco, Texas before Chip and Joanna Gaines really wasn't much like yeah. he would shoot all of that. It would have been real random for sure. It would have been great. 
but he was not there and the game was uh, a struggle. Um, Baylor fans, you know, they're having a good time. They were excited to see it happen. I, maybe this is a hot take. I don't think that was the best that Gonzaga could have played. I think that they retired and I think that um, Baylor kind of had their moments where they could rest throughout the season and Gonzaga, you know, you don't win all those games, go undefeated in the season and not get tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely think there's something to that. At the end of the day, I think that Baylor was just Baylor's defense excellent. was excellent. And while Gonzaga's offense was the best um, in the country and um, I believe the most efficient of all time um, from two – um, I, it just, I don't, maybe it's a size thing. I don't know. But Baylor was just like, maybe if Gonzaga's players were like as big and as physical as Baylor's players, yeah. it would be an even matchup. But I, I don't know. Like, I think it says a lot about how good Baylor is. Not that like Gonzaga wasn't as good as we thought they were. Oh yeah. Like Gonzaga, excellent team. I think an off night. But it's not like the conversation should not be positioned like, oh, Gonzaga was not as good as, you know, everyone had them because they they had like the an excellent lineup for their non-conference schedule. They had I mean, no one expects too much from their conference schedule. But yeah, to your point, Baylor's guys are definitely bigger and more physical. Um, and that just that's something you kind of can't be like hey i need you all to get like to put on 20 pounds yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> overnight like just just grow three inches and put on yeah. 20 pounds yeah um i mean you can't you can't be a bad team or like an okay team and go undefeated with the exception of the national championship like yeah. only great teams can do that i don't care what conference you're in even yeah. if you're the wor- in the worst conference in the U.S. <laughs> exactly. Like, that is very difficult to do. So, well, obviously, it's a, it was a big disappointment that they didn't win um, the title. It still was a very a super fun, very great season with a lot of great young men on that team who are going to go on to do great things. And it was just nice to have that much fun and excitement over the course of the past year when people really needed that. Um, it like it came at this, this team specifically, these players came at the perfect time. I agree with that. This has nothing to do with gameplay. What do you think of Timmy's mustache? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's his thing. I, okay. It's funny, right. I guess, but you hate it if you're not a fan of Gonzaga. Like if you have any ill feelings towards Gonzaga, you hate it. Um, and <laughs> I don't think people like his, I guess, showmanship or like showboating. Um, I think that probably really gets under people's skin. Like when he does this like mustache stroke thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was kind of like, when he did that last night, I was like, dude, what do you like? Oh, now this is not the time. Um, Leave the room. But, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. We'll see if he comes back or not. Same with Ayayi, but if the like if the two of them come back and like with the recruits they have coming in and then people that they still kind of are waiting to hear from, I guess, it could still be a very good team again next year. Oh yeah. Um obviously you lose Jalen Suggs and um Corey Kispert are big big people to replace. I don't know that you really can replace them because just personality wise, like kind of what they bring to the team. No one's ever going to be exactly like them, but mm-hmm. um, I think they'll still be really good next year. I agree with I'm that. Surprised to see them make an elite eight. And then in two years, they make like the final four, of the national championship again, because they've been, they've had time to kind of fill those two big spots. Yeah, that would be nice. We'll see. We'll see how things shake out. But regardless, it's just nice to be a fan of a team that you can count on, like, having a good postseason for, like, every year, basically. That must be nice. (laughs) I I feel like we've gotten so spoiled because your expectations just keep getting higher and higher. And, like, it almost feels like every year nothing less than a, like, championship is good enough. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just not, that's completely unrealistic, you know? So you're kind of almost set up for disappointment um, because like the blue blood teams aren't doing that, you know, like it, no one does that. So to have two final four appearance, well, two championship appearances in the past four years is like more than you could ever ask for, I think. So putting that all into perspective, obviously it's a bummer, but um Still a lot to be thankful for, especially in the the past year that was very not fun year um, in most aspects of people's lives. So, and they'll still have Mark Few, who yes, can put together a good team, and he's a really good coach. And yeah, hopefully he has a good amount of time left in him. Isn't about to retire like Roy Williams. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> but it it's nice to have a to be a fan of a team where it's like not just about basketball there. I know that sounds cheesy, but, um, it like, it really is like a family and it's, it's just nice. It's a nice feeling. So, um, we can move on from that. Sorry for okay. the, uh, <laughs> the rant, but not really rant. Yeah, it's but. All good. It wasn't a rant and we, we are West Co- We stand West coast basketball out here. So it makes sense that we would root for Gonzaga. You specifically, you know, you went to Gonzaga I just, I'm just so thankful you all let me be part of your bandwagon as a fan. Um, welcome, Wyoming. Everyone, everyone here is welcome. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. No, Wyoming's not about to. Actually, I take that back. Next year, I think Wyoming yeah. can make it to the tournament, but I don't think they're going to make it super far. Who knows? I might be surprised. And boy, howdy, would I love that. I would <laughs> lose my mind. You just don't know. <laughs> I really hope that happens for you. Thank you. I. Whew. I would love that. I, w- I mean, I was so excited when the women were in it and um, they lost, of course, in the first round, but they were playing in Austin. And because it was like a closed environment, like we couldn't go watch them at UT. And I'm like, I could literally watch to the walk to this basketball game to watch it. And that's not about to happen. But neither here nor there. We're, we're moving forward. Things are getting better in terms of the pandemic. Um circling back to the unc situation because it is i mean that's big basketball news when i saw that roy williams retired i was like what timing of it too i was like what a news dump 
<laughs> right? <laughs> and then I think the next day, um, Bill Self got a lifetime contract. Of course he did. Like, just so many things happening. A lot of college basketball news. Uh, and to replace Roy Williams will be Hubert Davis, who is the first black head coach at UNC ever in the year of our Lord 2021. Taken way too long, but glad to see it happen, especially with him. Yeah. I mean, it's a good move. I think it'll be good. And um, <laughs> I I must have been listening to some podcast. It was probably uh, Titus and Tate. They were like, oh, like, oh, it wasn't Titus and Tate. It was another ESPN one. But they were talking about how, like, blood is thicker than water. Like, mm-hmm. UNC hasn't had a coach that wasn't somehow in, like, the coaching or player tree mm-hmm. since, like, the 70s. I'm like, wow. That's, I mean, that's college athletics. Like, you got to know someone. But especially for coaches, you have to, have, like, played there. Or have some really strong tie to the university to become like the head coach, especially of a program like the Tar Heels. Yeah. So, Definitely. I'm sure we'll see more of this happen as a lot of these older white men age out <laughs> and it becomes acceptable for a lot of teams to be like, oh, yeah, we hired a former player who was black because a lot of players are black. Um, and this is less exciting than the UNC news, but I texted you and Colin when I saw this. So I was dry. I, like I said, I live near um, the Texas basketball arena mm-hmm. and there's a big, uh, si- a big sign like off the side of the highway, like off of I-35, like the major highway in Texas. And it is like, welcome back, Chris Beard. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, was that how you found out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. I was like, I and I wanted to text you, but I was on the highway, of course, so I can't just text. And yeah, yeah, that would be like, dangerous. We wouldn't, but uh, yeah, do not but I, like, I was freaking out in my car. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who made this call? When did this happen? I keep. I mean, this is not the first time. So when Texas announces like their new coaches, so when they canned their football coach in the fall. The next day, they had a graphic up on that billboard, like, That's so for God and everybody to see in the city. So, like, it's not surprising, but it is, man, it was amazing. But hopefully Shaka does well at Marquette. I think that's going to fit his personality a little bit more. Uh-huh. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> All right. So, now let's talk about maybe the most fun game of the weekend. Yeah. Um. The Women's National Championship um, featuring Arizona and Stanford. What a nail-biter. This is great basketball. Facts. Facts. Like, I wish uh, it didn't have to, that game didn't have to end. Same. So who are you overtime. pulling for? I was pull. I wanted Arizona to win. Um, okay. I don't know. I just, like, I really like um, what we've learned about their coach during the tournament. Um, yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I just, not that they're like a crazy underdog because they were the three seed, but yeah. <laughs> I just found myself rooting for them. What about you? I 
going into it, I was like, I'm just happy that it's two Pac-12 teams. Like, Mm -hmm. we talked about the Pac-12 very early on in the season and how, like, they were looking good. And Stanford was number one for a while. You just, I mean, like, we, again, we stand West Coast basketball. And so to see two West Coast teams in this tournament that a lot of people are watching, like, there were so many people watching the women's tournament. Their viewership was up significantly. You love mm-hmm. to see it. So for folks to go out of their way to watch two West Coast teams, you truly love to see it. And then I think after halftime when uh, Holly Rowe was like, oh, yeah, Arizona's head coach was pumping during halftime. I'm like, she what? Yeah, what, crazy. what a woman. I'm like, I'm floored. I have to root for her yeah. now. Like, I want this woman to win because she's been doing the she's absolute doing, most. Doing it all. True. Yeah. Yeah, so I hope next year Arizona comes back and gets it because um, incredible leadership there. And then the players, they looked really good. And, man, they were so close. Yeah, just ran out of time. They did. So um, if you have free time in the coming weeks because there's no college basketball to watch, you should go back and rewatch that game because it's a heck of a game. It's I know people say not great things about women's basketball. They're like, it's not as good as men's basketball. If you're a fan of basketball, you should be watching women's basketball. You can see like the technical skill set there that you can't always see with men. And especially once you start watching like the NBA, like not to uh, (laughs) (laughs) talk trash about the NBA, but it's not like, they're not always concerned about like the technical skills there. You dig like it's kind of like sports mixed with like the drama of like the real it's, it's, There's a lot of yes, I like this. There's a lot of uh, showmanship, I guess. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. So check that you, game out. You prefer to get back to the fundamentals, is what you're saying? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Like that's. I have a friend who's a ref, and he's like, "Yeah, I love to watch women's basketball because I can see all the things that are happening a lot easier." Yeah. So, yeah. Pour one out. College basketball's over for the season. Just sitting here crying in my room over it. Yeah. it It's definitely a bummer. I feel like, like, today I woke up feeling like I woke up and I, I just felt like someone I really liked had broken up with me the night before. Oh. And I was like, this is not the same feeling. <laughs> And I feel like I always feel that way a little bit after March Madness ends, but especially how yesterday went. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's just you have a little bit of a grieving period, I think, once March Madness is over because you know how many months you're going to have to wait for college basketball to be back again. And then when it is, it's not, you know, the beginning of the season isn't as exciting. You have to wait quite a while before you get to just tons of basketball happening all at once. So, um yeah, I don't know. It's a weird feeling, but have people send pictures of cute animals? Yes, um, all the funny <laughs> content, happy content is definitely much appreciated. It'll make it a little bit better. Yes, still, still hurts, but it'll kind of hold you over until October when we have basketball again. And in the meet now we get to watch the NBA and WNBA uh, seasons wrap up and playoffs. That'll be fun. Looking forward to that. 
So NBA, WNBA were kind of not into the super intense part of those seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But for our golf fans, because we have so many golf fans, uh, the Masters start this week. Um, That's all I can say on that golf update. (laughs) And baseball started. Opening day happened. um, And then the All-Star game became the drama Mm -hmm. of the MLB. It's now going to be in Denver, the beautiful city of Denver. I, I can safely say we both give Denver a 10 out of 10, right? It's a pretty, yeah, pretty good city. Um, the weather in particular really, like, ups that score, I think. Um, but I am not thrilled about the All-Star game being in Denver this summer. Typically, I would Fair. be like, great, you know, there'll be a lot of people coming into town. That's great for local businesses. Obviously, it's still great for local businesses right now. Um, and they desperately need the money coming in to like restaurants and stuff. Um, but I just don't like the idea of my city hosting a big sporting event when we're still in a pandemic. Um, because it means people coming in from all over the place. And I just, I don't know. It makes me want to get out for like a week, but then in order to get out, I would have to fly. And then that would essentially mean like being in the airport and on planes with people who are also probably traveling in and out for the all-star game stuff so that also doesn't seem a great option i don't know hopefully it goes by quickly and there's like minimal issues and there's a lot of um protocols in place so that people aren't being wild that would be ideal also by july mid-july probably a lot more people have been vaccinated so that's also good but that's true still just makes me a little nervous I think that's that's fair. Hopefully things improve significantly by then. The U.S. is doing pretty well in terms of vaccinating people, which is super encouraging. Yeah, I feel bad for like the Canadians and people in other countries who handled the, you know, the part of the pandemic before vaccines, um, re- you know, pretty well. And then mm-hmm. just watch the U.S. like handle it terribly. And now those countries, specifically Canada, are really struggling with their vaccination process. And just seeing the U.S. like really getting going with that it just must be so frustrating. I'll ask my Canadian coworkers. They'll be like, how do you all feel seeing the United States fumble the bag for a year and then suddenly thrive? Yeah. Like, does it make you want to eat your poutine really angrily? <laughs> I just, I especially feel for the Canadians, but I yes. um, hope you get yours soon. I hope that they can get it pre- because they, the way their healthcare system is, they should be able to just like go w- when it's like ironed out. I would think once like the shots are more available, that yes. the distribution part of it will yes. probably be, not as much work to set up as it is in the U.S., but exactly. I, I could be wrong. But um, No, I think you're totally right. I think it's just a matter of kind of supply at this point is my understanding. But, yes. um, yep, shout out to our Canadian friends. <laughs> Hoping for the best up there because they want to do fun things too. It's about to be perfect weather up in those, well, different parts of Canada. I'm sure once you get to the northern tip, it's still cold. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So All Star Game. Aaron Rodgers um is a buzz on social media for his hosting of Jeopardy. Shocking all of us. Truly, 
I didn't even know he was hosting Jeopardy. And then I saw that clip of Final Jeopardy uh-huh. where he got trolled about <laughs> that field goal. And I'm like, man, what? It's like a low blow. But I'm. he says he really enjoys hosting Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, it's kind of that's kind of surprising to me. I remember his name being one of the people um, who is going to be doing it, but uh, kind of I don't know, not a big Jeopardy person. Like I definitely don't tune in regularly by any stretch of the imagination. But it's been it's been fun seeing stuff um, on social media about him hosting. It's definitely a, a high point of this. I'm I'm hoping for the best for him hosting Jeopardy, and. That's the random sport updates that we have. Um, what's your game of the week? Um, so on Wednesday, the Jazz and the Suns are playing. Um, the Jazz, obviously, fun team to watch um, with Donovan Mitchell. And um, the Suns, the Suns of the bubble were a magical team. Um, so believe it or not... The Jazz are atop the Western Conference currently. I saw that. At 30, and I was like, what? <laughs> 38 and 12. And the Suns Ooh. are in second, 35 and 14. So this is a matchup between the top two teams in the Western Conference currently, which is just very interesting. Um, and then in third, we have... 33 and 18 Clippers. Uh, the Nuggets are in fourth at 31 and 18, and the Lakers are in fifth at 31 and 19. Um, so, pretty, pr- you know, those teams are pretty close together there. Um, but I, I like the style of play of both the Jazz and the Suns. So, I think that'll be kind of a fun game to watch. Um, what is your game of the week? I think you picked an excellent game for the week. I think that'll be a fun game. And it's on, it's on primetime TV, which is. I know great for two uh not major market teams yeah it's like they're they're making moves and you love to see it it's i'm hoping for the best for that game just like entertainment wise um i'm excited to watch the lakers in the heat um the lakers still don't have lebron or anthony davis but Mm -hmm. this could be a chance for one of those other players to shine prove his value so that LeBron doesn't trade him away at the end of the season. <laughs> Wishing the best for them. Yep. I'm like, I'm, I hope you have the game of your life, young man. I hope that he doesn't decide to cut you. <laughs> it's a good pick though. For sure. Thanks. Yeah. So good basketball coming out, like lots of good NBA games. Now that we're kind of there in the swing of things. Yep. Definitely. What's your hot take of the week? So kind of along the Easter theme, I guess, um, my hot take is about family recipes. Um, I came across a Reddit thread of bad family recipes, and this is something I've always kind of thought for a while. Um, There are a lot of terrible family recipes out there that are being passed on generation to generation for no good reason. Um, just because it's a family recipe. The recipe's been in the family for years. It was great grandma's jello salad with some gummy bears in it or something weird. Like my hot take is that a lot of people's family recipes are not that great and they should not be continued. Um one of the one on this Reddit thread, one of the things that was on there was um something called bean boats. 
And this person's grandma would make toast covered in baked beans with Velveeta cheese melted on top. And it was like a family tradition that they are keeping up. And that was like by far one of the more egregious recipes <laughs> on this thread. But there are just so many things that it's like, why why do you think that's good? But do not please do not bring that to a potluck. I just some things are not meant to be passed down. Whoever makes that is not invited to any type of cookout. You know it. No. Like, or what, like what is that? Like that person that put pineapple in their guacamole. Oh, that you and yeah. I experienced, you know, <laughs> yeah. like stick to the basics sometimes, people. <laughs> That's my hot take. What do you got for us? It's a good hot take because some people are going to be like, no, like this is how we've always done it. Like just because your family thought it would be a good idea to do this because they had no better options in a small town in Minnesota. Yes. Doesn't mean that you continue to make this food. Like are, you don't have to do it this way. <laughs> I think that's the common thread too, is the lot of small town recipes. Like I understand, you know, you may technically live in a food desert. Like it takes you a while to get to the grocery store, but you know, your Nana's spaghetti with ketchup and barbecue sauce and ground beef is not something that should be continued. I'm sorry. Mm, no. Nope. So if you can find ketchup, you can definitely find a can of crushed tomatoes. Yeah. Mm, yikes. <laughs> I'm intrigued by this Reddit thread. Uh, <laughs> I also did so, too. So many. I'll just be angry. I'll be like, why are people making these things? Um, my hot take is probably not as hot as yours in that <laughs> regard. Like people are going to be upset because they're going to be like, I've always made this. But um, I read articles about this thing called FIRE. It's uh, financial independence, retire early. And this is probably something that people see on like TikTok videos or maybe it's, you know, my algorithm. I get hmm. a lot of like uh, currently Winter Soldier and Fal Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, I get that content, but I also get like different finance things. Um, because my day job kind of touches finance. And so all these people are like, yeah, this is how you, you know, gain financial independence and retire early. You save most of your income and like you put it into the stocks or into 401k or whatever, and then you can retire at like 32. And I'm like, I need people to stop making these videos and stop pushing the fire method because it's not realistic and it's very elitist. Um, so that's probably a hot take in terms of like the sphere of people who are like, no, I want to do this. And like, just don't, just don't spend money. Like, just don't do it. I'm like, what? People have to buy food. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this is assuming that people don't have children or like they don't have lives. Yeah. A lot of financial planning suggestions I feel like are pretty unrealistic. <sighs> they can get very... Uh, interesting is not even the right word. They can get to a place where they're not considering what like the average income of an, like anyone in this country is like, mm -hmm. they're thinking about the 1%. And I'm like, listen, not all of us are Jeff Bezos. And most people don't graduate college and immediately start making $80,000 a year on wall street. So yep. sorry, your fire method isn't like the best option. Make something more realistic for like retirement for like everyone else. But that's my hot take. That's probably not catering to our normal audience. Maybe just Raul will come back and be like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, 
I don't know. I, it sounds like a good hot take to me. Thank you. I like your support here. Um, <laughs> what were you drinking watching the game last night? Well, I wasn't really. Um, okay. This is kind of a sad story, I guess. So I had bought a bottle of Prosecco mm-hmm. to have to open in the event that the game was won close or two that we won and it's still sitting in my fridge but i've had it before and i know it's good so we'll go with that (laughs) it's called so now when i open my fridge i'm like uh the celebratory champagne that didn't come to me (laughs) um it's called zardetto prosecco um i don't know it's good run-of-the-mill 12 dollar bottle of prosecco um it's pretty easy to find and has a nice crisp finish it's not too it's pretty dry it's not too sweet which i like um i may have actually recommended it before but that's mine what about you do you have like wine beer seltzer this week i have beer um lent finally ended praise the lord (laughs) and so you know immediately i drank a beer (laughs) and so i'm drinking St. Arnold Springbok. Um, it, man, I don't know if it tastes good because it's been what feels like 83 years or because it's a really good beer. I think it's a really good beer. St. Arnold puts out some really good beers and um, their seasonal beers are typically really nice. It's not too heavy, which is good because it's hot all the time in Texas, mm-hmm. but it's like not a light beer by any stretch of the imagination, which It'll be light beer time here in about one week. <laughs> yeah. Such is life in Austin where it gets really nice early. It's true. It's, I'm thankful for it. I'm, I'm here for it. The high is 90 a couple of days this week. So we're getting ready for that very warm weather. Wow. That is toasty. Yeah. it's we, We're on our way. Like by mid-May, I would assume that we're going to every day will be in the 90s it's getting hot a lot earlier than it has so um we'll be drinking lots of light beverages out here nice seltzer time yeah oh yeah the seltzer well and there's so many seltzer options these days there are it seems like every week i that i go into the grocery store there's a completely new brand that has ventured into seltzers so which I like because then it gives us a ton of different flavor options. There, I tried one this weekend that was not good. Ooh. Do you remember what it, it was? I think it was called Basic and it was uh, cucumber flavored. Mm. It was a big yikes. It's a bummer. Hopefully your next one is a better experience. I, I think it will be. I Just now I know. And this is me letting the people know, don't drink that one. <laughs> it's not <laughs> right. Clear. It's a little odd. Um, so personal plugs this week, what do you have for us? The usual listen to tailgate society podcasts, um, and read the articles. Like basically go follow the tailgate society on social media and check out the website so you can stay up to date on everything. Um, do you have any personal plugs? Um, not really just obviously right now, um, things in sports, at least sports that we pay attention to are uh, a little quiet. So and now would be a good time for us to do a few episodes where we kind of incorporate some random stuff. So if you have any topics you would like to cover, it can be sports related. It can be dating related. It can be 
really anything that you want, um, let us know. You can DM us at Sports and Corks or email us at sportsandcorks at gmail.com. We could do another deep dive of some random sport, uh, basically underwater basket yeah. weaving again. Some, anything like that. That was fun. If you want us to talk about the best personalities in sports, we can do that. The biggest jokers in sports, we can do that. Um, Really anything. Lots of good power ranking options. Yes. Yeah, we love a good power ranking. And also a too early prediction because, you know, we're, we're getting close to college football. And by that, I mean, it's a couple months away. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It's spring football. wild. Spring football. Yeah. And then can you, I, fo- people are going to be at football games in the fall. Yeah. That is weird to think about. We might be at football games in the fall. Gosh, I hope so. That would be nice. <laughs> like, ooh, tailgating with mm-hmm. other people, drinking a beer. Life is good. We've made it through most of the pandemic. Man, what a panini that it's been. What a panini it has been. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I've got this week. How about you? That's a good way to wrap it up. Talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.